Today we're making history on Collins Conversations. By popular demand, I think she had 30 or 40 comments in an hour of putting up her wanting to be on the show post, Autumn, a.k.a. Falls underscore Singer, is a 16-year-old drama enthusiast, singer, Disney fan, um, trying to make waves on the internet. So Collins Conversations, as we always do, trying to bring new platforms to new people and really a good interview. One of the shorter ones ever, half hour, uh, but a lot of good information in there. Give her a little bit of tips. She gives us some tips, talk about Smule. So after an advertisement, we've got an interview. Collins Conversations, thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. We are on Collins Conversations. I'll let you introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, where you got started, and what it is we're doing here. Hi, I'm Autumn, and I actually started doing all of this, like, back when I was maybe, like, six or seven. I've been really into theater. Um, It's sort of what I do. I do a lot of singing videos and just everyday sort of stuff. Awesome. And uh, you started then, and you're how old now? I'm 16. So you've got about 10 years experience at under 18. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's really crazy. Um, Most of the productions that I've done were in schools or at my church. Gotcha. And were you just always into music as a kid? Were you just coming out the womb, just beating on drums? Or how how did, I know you said (laughs) one of your videos, you're a band nerd, but how did the music thing get started? Oh, well, ever since, like, even before I was born, my mother was really into Disney and singing has sort of always been in the family and when I was in the womb when she was pregnant with me she went to Disneyland and went and saw the Disney princesses and sort of stuff like that um but when I was born I was actually always talking always singing very vocal with what I did but the first time that I ever sort of went into the musical sort of business of things is when I was about maybe six in my church's plays that they do on Christmas or on Easter and I was usually background at the time I was like a star or a mannequin Mm -hmm. and yeah but more recent things that I've done um are like maybe Annie I was in Annie when I was 10 that was like six years ago I like sort of took a break from musical theater because of school and stuff which is normal but I'm getting back in there I did recent auditions for other things at local theaters and productions um like there's one in Whittier that's near here and it's really great it's one of the first ones that I ever did a professional sort of um musical business thing which was Annie but I only got an orphan which I was totally fine with I absolutely (laughs) love all that yeah and uh, it, so it sounds like, <clears throat> excuse me, that you like to act, but it, I think your true passion is music. If you had to pick acting or music, which way would you go if you could only do one? Oh, I would choose music in a heartbeat. <laughs> and you like to do covers. Do you write any of your own music? Um, I am currently writing my own song, but it's not ready yet because I'm still working out all the tunes and lyrics and whatnot. And uh, what instruments were you playing in band? Oh, and then I'm playing the Glockenspiel, also known as the bells, sort of the xylophone of instruments. That is a uh, crazy complicated way to say xylophone. Say that yeah. again for me. What's the way to call it? Uh, Glockenspiel, because there Glockenspiel? are many types. Yeah, sort of like a Glock. 
Um, but there it's, are like, it's a handheld then? No, it is not. It's a huge, like, 30-pound silver <laughs> instrument. Um, and But there are many types of xylophones that we play. Um, I also play the ukulele and the piano, which I have at home, that I'm self-teaching myself with those. And what, what's the hardest part about uh, teaching yourself piano? Is, is it coming to you easy? Is it a complicated process? Oh, for me, it's playing with both hands, which happens a lot recently because I got the right hand down. It's just adding in the left hand that's hard. <laughs> gotcha. I, I've never played the piano. I, I just look at anybody that plays a musical instrument. I'm always amazed how their brain and fingers could just interact and just come up with those crazy sounds. So you're also, uh, we mentioned, I mean, you're still in high school and you're doing all those things, but you're also kind of getting into vlogging and things like that. What's, what made you want to be a vlogger and start documenting your life? Oh, wow. I don't know. Maybe watching other people do it and having a good time doing it. I mean, it's really fun just to go around and show people what you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, when did you start watching YouTube? I mean, you kind of said that you saw other vloggers and things like that. Have you been wa watching YouTube forever or is that a new thing for you? Uh, no, actually, my father was in the military, and I, it was very strict in my family life, so we didn't watch a lot of YouTube. We mostly went on movies and whatnot, but when I was, like, 10, I started watching YouTube videos. Gotcha. And who's your favorite? If you had to pick the top three YouTube channels that people should watch, who, who would you give, give the shout-out to? Oh, no. Okay. Um, ugh, David Dobrik. Uh, and what, what do they do? David Dobrik, he's a daily vlogger. He's sort of all about the crazy stuff in his life. Um, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Colleen Ballinger, she's also a really good um, YouTube personnel. I definitely recommend her. She's very into her characters and her voices, but she also does sing on Broadway. So, oh my gosh. And maybe... Okay, maybe Afmel, because she's really fun. She's very, she's more of the gaming type, but she's also okay. very, like, I don't know. She's a very strong personality that I would definitely recommend checking those three out. They're really fun. And as somebody that's been watching vlogs pretty much her whole life at that point, what are the couple things that make for a good vlog, or what could really tank a vlog? Oh, my gosh. There's so much. Um... Like, the top things are doing crazy things, doing challenges, and family life, which is very big. So those kind of things I would definitely recommend doing if you're doing a, a daily vlog. But for a sort of vlog that will flop, I'd say not connecting with your viewers as much, not uh, doing many exciting things. And, yeah, that's about all that I can think of, sort of just chilling out and stuff. That's the sort of thing that's not going to get as much attention I've seen so far. Gotcha. And do you kind of see yourself going more into vlogs? I know, uh, I think it was June, in June, you kind of made a schedule that you never really kept on YouTube. You oh, kind of, yeah. Are you kind of thinking of getting back into the swing of kind of keeping that content schedule going? Yes, definitely. A lot of stuff happened since that video was posted. That um, the whole schedule sort of went shooting down the train that I never kept. Yeah, scheduling is definitely one of the things that is, um, I, I do marketing other than podcasting. I help artists, small businesses, things like that. 
And a lot of people are like, I just don't have time to, you know, like you said, things come up and you're like, what do I do? Um, there's a, a product, um, one of the few things that I don't, I don't get any money for this one, but later.com um, is something that I'd look into. It's probably, I think like I pay, I think $15 a month, but it allows me to schedule as many posts as I want on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, um, and Twitter. So you could make a whole bunch of content and already kind of plan it and put it out there. So that way that as you are developing that following, you can kind of make sure that you do have content going out there. Something I recommend everybody that's really big in social media. Because another thing too is um, on Instagram, they have a feature with a uh, bio link that um, if you click any of the Colin can help or Colin's conversation ones, it'll take you directly to the link instead of only being able to promote one thing at a time. So if, if it is something that you're really trying to do and build that online presence, definitely something to look into. Right. I'll definitely check it out. Um, just take mom's credit card. She won't even know. It's just a small chunk <laughs> every month, right? <laughs> but anyways um back to marketing what what about music what about disney it just made you so into it, it just made you look like a lifelong disney lover oh my gosh <laughs> my mom's saying definitely definitely um well as i was saying earlier disney has always been a part of my life my parents were a big influence on the disney sort of side um Oh my gosh, like the earliest memories that I have as a child were watching Disney movies with my family and really getting into it and going to all of their sort of shows that they had, like the Disney on Ice, going to Disneyland. Even recently, we went to Disney World for a family vacation, which is really fun. Um, oh my gosh, it's just crazy because Disney has been such a big part of my life that I just really enjoy. It really makes you feel like a little kid again and makes you sort of forget about all your troubles and worries. Gotcha. And if you, everybody always has a hard time with these top three things, but top three, I, I love putting people on the spot to pick, narrow everything down to three. If you could pick three Disney movies, if you could only watch those three for the rest of your life. What three dip Disney movies are you watching? Okay, I got this. I've already been asked this question so many times. Um, okay, so first one, obviously, wait, are we talking original Disney or Disney as a whole? Now? As long as Disney pr produced it, it's it's fair game. Okay, um, Anastasia, because that's like one of my favorite ones. I have a collection of Anastasia things and cosplay material that I would never live without. The Little Mermaid. And hmm, I always get the two, but I never get the last one. The last one so on many. any top three list trips everybody up. It, it it puts all the pressure on that one because you have to limit everything else out. But you could do it. Oh my gosh! Okay, then I'd have to say. Ah! Okay, I'm gonna go with Monsters Inc. And what about Monsters Inc. makes it the top three? <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. It's a crazy story, but I have um, <laughs> a friend group that um, he would always he would always call me Boo, and I would always call him Sully. He's sort of a church friend, and he's sort of the best reason about those things. And just because Monsters Inc. is a really funny movie, I like to throw oddballs into the mix, and I wouldn't get bored of watching it anytime soon. Absolutely, and you mentioned church a couple of times. Um, is gospel uh, a favorite to sing? Um, it's not a favorite to sing, but I do enjoy singing it. 
do you rather sing individually or like within a choir or a group? Uh, they they have a band, so I would say more of a choir. And do you ever foresee yourself being like the, the lead singer of the band or do you kind of just always foresee kind of just trying to be an internet sensation? Uh, I would say like do it together because everyone wants to be included. But if I were going on my own record, I would be being the main singer. But even if I didn't get the main singer, I would just be happy to be there. Absolutely. What's your favorite type of music to listen to? Is it Broadway tunes? Is it radio music? What's your favorite type of genre? Oh, it's Broadway. Definitely. <laughs> 100%. Like I could just listen to Broadway all day. And what about Broadway? Was that also kind of early in life? You were just drawn to theatrical things? Uh, yes, but also I found out it's sort of in the family, actually. I found out um, through my dad that I'm actually related to someone who's been on Broadway before I ever even knew about it. Um, cool. Yeah, I've been into Broadway and musical theater since I was little. I'm thinking like maybe 10 I started listening to Broadway or in going to see shows. The first one I ever remember seeing is either Fiddler on the Roof or Kathy Rigby as Peter Pan, which was really fun. So you've been to the actual Broadway in New York? Oh, I've never been to New York. Not yet. Hopefully Not yet. Soon. Is, is that on your lifelong list of goals is to go to New York and see a Broadway show? Oh my gosh, yes. I would absolutely love to go to New York and go see Broadway and everything like that. And what about Broadway and, and kind of just the live theater? Do you like more than a movie that's been produced and you're just ready to watch on the screen? Maybe because like you never know what's going to happen on Broadway. Because in films, you get to take multiple reshots. Some with Broadway or musicals or plays in general, it's just the one night that you've got or the week that you've got of performing all these things. So you never know what will happen. Something could go wrong. Something amazing could happen. And with some plays, they actually get the studio audience involved, which I really like, which you don't see in, in like a movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you sent me your um, podcast application, you included a link for what was it called? Um, Smule. Look, I, I never heard of Smule before you. So what can you tell uh, me and my audience about Smule? Smule is a karaoke app where you could sing a whole bunch of tunes. It could be, it could go all the way from like pop to musical theater to rock to RB, Airbnb. Um, it's just a really fun app that you could really connect with people in the community and get to sing songs. And they've recently added it where you could go live and do duets with people in the audience, which is really fun. Um, I've been on Smule for about five-ish years now, and it's really fun. It's great. It's the best app that I would ever use for karaoke. I've kept it for so long. And am I reading this app right that you've made 7,000 recordings on Smule? Yes, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it kind of sounds like Smule um, is almost like a TikTok, how TikToks or Musical.ly started out. Is, am I thinking of that kind of correctly or is it way different? Uh, it's sort of hand in hand with TikTok. They don't lip sync on Smule. But it sort of is similar to TikTok in a way. Gotcha. But they're not doing crazy things like pranks and all the ridiculous Oh, no. No, no, no. 
it's just all about the singing and all about the music there. Gotcha. Do you use TikTok? Do you like that app? Oh, yes. I love TikTok. I am a TikTok fanatic. It's uh, one of the most talked about things in the marketing community lately is TikTok, where, you know, anybody, your mom, myself included, anybody over the age of like 20, you hear TikTok and you're just thinking that it's a bunch of, you know, 10, 12 year olds just singing music, but it, major brands and major athletes. And it's crazy how it's kind of becoming how Facebook started off for college kids. Now grandparents are on it. Um, where do you see TikTok in the next couple of years? Is it going to be as big as Facebook or Instagram? Oh my gosh, I think so. I think in a few years it would definitely hit the mark, especially since celebrities now are starting to use it more often. I think their platform will sort of get them to go on TikTok more, which is sort of the big deal now. It's all about, oh my gosh, all the celebrities are going on TikTok. I might as well go and join and duet them because you have the option to duet a lot of people unless they give you the option not to, which is really fun. Um, but TikTok is a lot of things there's so many categories i couldn't even list them all on one hand right um yeah like disney is a big thing on tiktok um musical theater they use a lot of musical theater sounds even though they don't realize it which is really fun really gets the whole communities mixed up and in, in together Absolutely. Isn't it kind of cool how once you're really into an app or a different type of thing that you start to notice, you're like, oh, I know, I know where that came from or the kind of the origins and pe people don't realize it. Yeah. And um, whenever they do it, I always put down, oh, this is from so-and-so. Go ahead and check out their soundtrack or, hey, I know that musical. That's a great musical. I always comment on those things because a lot of people in the comments, whenever they're in like musical theater or Disney and they don't know the song, I always be like, hey, this is the song, go check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, as a teenage girl, you're also one of the big focuses for companies like Instagram and things like that are, that are trying to take away likes and different other metrics like that because of people's self-esteem and bullying over comments and things like that. How has social media affected you as a teenage girl? Was it, do you have all positives, negatives? What can you say about it? Um, I mean, social media is a big part of everyone's life. Everyone has a different experience with it. Personally, for me, on the major platforms, it's all been pretty much good. I've never gotten really negative comments at all on social media. But with Smule, it's a different story because they're focusing more on your voice. And of course, there's going to be criticisms. And I take them to heart. And I'm always thinking about the positive and not really about the negative. But definitely keeping the negative in mind to switch it up a little bit because on Smule, a lot of the times I got, oh, you should be trying out new things. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. Gotcha. And as a creator, I mean, a musician, a singer, I call just a lump term creator. Do you find yourself making songs and making different pieces of content for yourself? Or are you trying to make different things to get views or a balance of both? I definitely do it for both, but I more lean towards what I want than what the people want because it's all about having fun and creating what you enjoy. Absolutely. And if you didn't have a cell phone for a whole day, would you live? Oh, yeah. I've definitely lived longer than a day. I say I would live like two months without my phone. And then you'd die? No. It, I would <laughs> in the world. Because, like, I haven't had a phone since I was 10, so I could last 
10 years or even more if I wanted to without a phone. That's great to hear because so many adults that I know, they go like, they forget their phone and they go to work and they don't even know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, crazy. Uh, we, we've kind of talked about a couple of different apps, um, either computer or phone. What three apps do you use most throughout your day? Uh, okay. Um, Smule, uh, TikTok, and Instagram. Oh, wait, no. Uh, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. Because, okay, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Those are the three that I would say that I use on the daily that I can't live without. Gotcha. And what's your favorite music app? I'm guessing you're somebody that listens to a lot of music. Are you iTunes, Spotify? What's your go-to app? Spotify, definitely. What makes Spotify better for you? Just because, like, you get a good mix of everything, and you could just search it up, and it'll give you a soundtrack and everything for it, which I really enjoy because on Spotify, people are always like, oh, it isn't the song that I want to skip. But then I'm looking at it, and I'm all like, oh, this is a song I haven't heard before. That's so cool, you know? Right. Yeah, I like Spotify. I, I use Apple Music, I think, more. But as far as when I'm, you know, if, if there's somebody that comes on the podcast that does music or something, Spotify is a way better platform because I could share directly to Instagram stories and things like that, which iTunes just hasn't caught up with. And on music, um, Broadway shows, if you, if somebody never saw Broadway, what's, what's, would your be, uh, excuse me, what would your recommendation be of something for their first show to get them hooked? Ooh, okay. There's so many out there. But I would definitely recommend probably one of the most popular ones. I would say Wicked because um, that, yeah, it is a Broadway show. Um, Wicked because it's one of the most popular ones. Like I haven't met a Disney or a Wicked or a Broadway fan who's never heard of Wicked. Like that's the number one that everyone's like, oh, that's one that I know. I definitely recommend that for most popular but if i were to say like not as popular maybe uh an older one maybe like rocky horror that's definitely a good one gotcha and um the one thing you haven't mentioned that I, i'm kind of surprised you haven't mentioned have you ever done any like improv or anything like that yes i have i've done uh, i've done like a good month of improv when i was in a a sort of experiment to see where I was in the industry. I was in a production called Next, where they find sort of top people and you get an agent and everything. But it was just for experience for me. I wasn't ever expecting that I would get an agent. They give you classes on acting, modeling, dancing, singing. And I did singing and modeling and it was really fun. And I ended up getting um, an agent, but I never followed up with it because it was sort of just for experience for me. School was starting soon, so I was, it was all just for experience for me. Thank you. And uh, you mentioned cosplay earlier. I've, I've completely stayed away from that my entire life. For somebody that doesn't know, what is cosplay? Cosplay is sort of like Halloween every day. You get to dress up as whatever you want, and it's a really fun community, although sometimes it can be a little bit hectic. Um, for me, the most positive ones are obviously Disney and musical theater. The more hectic ones where it's sort of judgy and 
a toxic sort of area would be anime area, mm -hmm. which is crazy. I don't even get into anime. I've tried. I swear I have, but it's not for me. You know, every there's so many categories you go into. It could be from a comic book, musical theater, or even Disney. It's a spread is it's crazy. Have you ever gone to any of the uh, cosplay conventions? Oh my gosh, yes. I've been to, I want to see three in my lifetime, which doesn't seem like a lot, but going to conventions is very expensive. Um, yeah, it's very expensive and far. Hard. And hard, yeah. Um, but it's really fun. And the most recent one that I went to, I cosplayed as Anastasia, as I said earlier, and um, Rapunzel. And it was sort of a mix of the two. I did it throughout the day. And I started off as Anastasia because it was a very big, heavy cosplay and Rapunzel because there was going to be a costume contest sort of thing going on. I didn't win anything, but it was definitely fun to go on and do that. Absolutely. And uh, on YouTube, people could find you by searching Frisk underscore under. How did you get the nickname Frisk? Where did that come from? Oh my gosh, it's so funny because um, that actually came from a video game called Undertale that I really got into and it was it's my favorite thing on the planet. Like, I literally have the game at my father's house in his computer and I would play it whenever I go there. Um, I've cosplayed as that character a lot, but the man for the under is sort of Frisk, the main character, underscore and then Undertale or the Underground, which is the game or the where it takes place. Gotcha. And uh, you, when did that game come out? How old is that? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I think it's like 2015 area, maybe. I may be mistaken, but it's it's been a long time since it's came out. They came out with another one that I can't really remember the name of, but it didn't get as much attention as Undertale did. So. Gotcha. So one other thing that we typically do in a, in a typical uh, Collins Conversations podcast is I kind of go through all of your social media, your websites and stuff, and kind of give a, a free marketing overview almost of it. And uh, the only couple questions I have from it are, um, where did that page go? I have all your amazing links pulled up here. Um, oh, yeah. It seems like you're on all the platforms, but you're not overly active. Um, are are you looking to uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Are you looking to build on your singing, or are you kind of just looking for just throwing stuff on social media just for fun? Definitely building it up, but also having fun at the same time. Absolutely. I'm working on something right now. It's going to be a cover, and it's going to be very crazy it's going to be well produced and everything i'm going to direct it and film it and all of that stuff it's going to be crazy but i also am working on some acting things i'm writing a script it's going to be coming from me which is surprising it's going to be a horror um i branch out in different things usually and i'm going for more of a horror type for the acting thing mostly because it's very fun and very I don't know, thrilling and exciting, and it's very adrenaline building. Absolutely. Uh, one thing, as you're a student, I don't know if you know that you're eligible for a huge student discount on Adobe Creative Suite Cloud um, that gets you Photoshop, 
uh, Adobe Elements, all, all the Adobe programs. Um, I, you're currently using iMovie, it looks like, for all of your YouTube videos, right? Yeah, mostly. Um, iMovie is a great place to start, but sooner than later, especially if there's any bit like, you know, if you could find a college class or if they have it in your high school stuff to kind of learn the different uh, video editing stuff, definitely recommend it. Um, because iMovie is good, but like you're saying, if you're trying to get into movies and really like big productions, iMovie is going to kind of limit what you want to do. Um, and the other big suggestion I had, I thought I had a link up, I failed, but um, I don't know if you can see, I have a lavalier mic on my shirt, highly recommend it. I'll send you a link after this, but there's a thing on Amazon for 20 bucks, you get two of these. So if you're singing with somebody or whatever, but this will plug into your iPhone or into your computer. And currently I have it into my other camera that's running, but the amount of the audio quality that you, I'm getting out of this $10 mic is better than the $200 mic that I have in my bag. Um, so it's kind of just something, it's a quick, easy little thing to clip on your shirt, you have it with you. And when you're singing, it'll just pick up your voice so much better. Where a lot of your videos kind of, it goes in and out of, you know, it's just the recording, but a $20 investment, definitely recommend it. And lights, you need lights. Oh yeah. So many, so many of your videos, like the quality's good, the editing's good. Like you, you could, you're doing a great job with it. But um, go on Amazon. It's Christmas time. Everybody that knows you, well, this will probably air after Christmas. But everybody that knows you should get you for your birthday a set of lights for like seventy-five bucks. Um, I, it's too hard to turn it around, but I have two soft lights here. That normally this wall is like orangish, but by popping these lights on, everything on screen kind of just comes to life. Um, if you're doing, especially if you're doing movies, is the only reason I'm making these suggestions. But investing in microphones and lights early on will make you so happy in the stuff that you're putting out, because you're putting out great stuff. The only other thing I wanted to say from the marketing end of it is be careful using, um, I forget which video, but you have clips of like SpongeBob and stuff like that. Um, be careful using other people's clips because as you get bigger and your channel is more noticed, that could then pull monetization and things off of you if you don't have rights for those clips. Yeah. Um, but that's all the old people stuff. <laughs> um, so let's kind of wrap it all down. Where online can people find you if they want to hear more of your videos and, or see more of your stuff and kind of just keep following you? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I haven't really kept up with it, but I would say either YouTube or Instagram is where I post more of my singing and stuff, but also Simul is where I do it more constantly. Unless I'm sick, obviously, I wouldn't be posting. Um, maybe, yeah, those those three, but they're all under sort of different names, except for the two that are the same are YouTube and Smuel. It's Frisk underscore under, but on Instagram, it's Falls underscore sing, where you could find more of my singing covers and things like that. Um, definitely also a recommendation, make all those the same. Um, as, as you get bigger, especially the more interviews you do, just think about if you don't have to say, well, on this one, it's this, on this one, it's this, on this one, it's this. If it's just, you know, false or frisk or whichever one that you want to use, just stick with it early on. will definitely help, help you build your brand out. Um, of those, which one are you most active on or most likely to become active on? Smule, definitely Smule. That's the one where I post all of my singing covers on. It's the one that's most active as of right now. 
Absolutely. And have you thought of getting a website for yourself to kind of like put all of these things as one and kind of keep it as like that online portfolio for your acting and commercials and things like that? Yeah, definitely. What's what's holding you back on that? Finding out how to do it, basically. But I'm learning slowly but surely. Um, highly recommend looking into WordPress. Very easy to use and you can do a lot with it. Almost all of my clients, I, I build them WordPress sites. After we get off here, kind of do a, a quick search for premium Google or premium WordPress themes and how quickly you could get a very professional website and kind of just pop your photos and kind of just keep adding to it, put your streams. It's very attainable. If, if you've used all these other apps that you're using, you can master it pretty quickly. And it's really not that expensive. Um, but highly recommend doing that too. Kind of doing all those things before you really start building up the content that you're putting out, I think will really help kind of make it easier to send people and make them see all the things that you do and really open up a lot of opportunities for you. And how I end every interview, I don't think I gave you the heads up on this one. So it kind of puts you on the spot again. You have one minute to end the interview however you want. I call it the digital soapbox. If you want to promote something, if you just want to give an inspirational message, however you want the people that caught this interview to go walk away from it, from watching or listening, you get to end it on your own accord. So whenever you're ready, your minute starts. Oh my gosh, okay. Um... I'd first like to say thank you guys so much for going on and listening to this podcast. Um, never give up on what you're doing, especially if it's very hard for you because I've had that, those moments in my life. And just never give up on whatever you're doing. Keep at it. Keep going strong. Never have a dull day in your life. Try to make every moment worth it. And really leave your impact on this world while you still can. Um, and just have a magical day. It's really important to just enjoy yourself and really forget about all the bad things and just try to focus on the good. And just have a beautiful day, you guys, you know? <laughs>